Welcome to Share Talk, the only podcast where investors come first. Welcome to the Share Talk interview today. It's with Steve Sanderson, uh, CEO at UK Oil and Gas. How are you today, Steve? Hi there, Zach. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, the purpose of today's call, uh, hopefully, is that you will explain a little bit more about uh, the RNS of the 15th of November. Yes, surely. Um, yeah, firstly, uh, it's very good news. Um, that uh, result was uh, focused on the, the Kimmeridge Limestone 3, which is one of uh, two Kimmeridge horizons that uh, we're testing. We, were, uh, we haven't yet tested the um, Kimmeridge Limestone 4, the uppermost zone. I think the uh, in a nutshell, the well establishes that the Kimmeridge play, uh, certainly at Horse Hill, is is alive and uh, kicking. It's certainly commercially viable on a on a forward economic basis with the uh, with the rates that we got and uh, with the the volumes covered uh, uh, what, a thirty day flow, which was over ten thousand uh, barrels. So that uh, if you can do your maths, that equates to a sort of average rate of three hundred and forty two barrels a day. Uh, we played around with. Um, Various choke settings we had, the, the maximum rate we had was um, 902 barrels a day. Uh, the initial rates uh, were over 700, I think 771 barrels a day. Um, so that's, that's very encouraging. And I think it's also worth bearing in mind that um, the results clearly show that the orientation of the Horse Hill well is not optimal to recover the um, the best uh, amount of oil and at the best rates. Um, so you know this uh, the 340 and all the all the rates we reported are actually probably better than any any producing well in the UK or I'm sure outside of which farm which is you know Europe's largest oil field so um, I think we're sufficiently encouraged that you know we're we're pressing ahead with the development of both the uh, the Portland and the Kimmeridge but the Kimmeridge uh, particularly we're we're looking to drill our Horse Hill 1 uh, Z sidetrack, uh, which will most likely be a horizontal well, which will basically maximize the, the rate and recovery from a, from a much larger area than, uh, than Horse Hill 1. So I think, I think the other big takeaway for me uh, from both the Portland and the Kimmeridge results is that um, they, they firmly move UCOG away from being pretty much solely an exploration company into being, you know, a sort of fully integrated oil company that actually will have production, has had significant production into the future. Um, the the rates that uh, we're looking at, and certainly for the both the Portland and the the Kimmeridge horizontal wells of you know sort of 750,000 barrels a day, uh, which 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 could in the case of the Portland and the Kimmeridge be possibly conservative, that generates uh, gross sales revenues of you know 20 million quid a year. So you know that's 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 a pretty decent chunk of change coming in, and of course. We're looking at drilling multiple wells, you know, at wholesale for the Portland three horizontals and for the Kimmeridge, you know, up, up, up to six. So, you know, that's 
that's a, that's a goodly amount of cash flow, and it's also a, a, a large chunk of uh, value, which um, I, I can explain to you in a minute. I think that's uh, that's something that I'd, I'd like to return to. Anyway, yeah. well, my question, I suppose, is I mean, this is more, I suppose, a stock market question, but uh, maybe some explanation from you as to why your company divides opinion so much. It seems to be a sort of marmite situation that people either love it or uh, don't love it so much. Let's say. Um, but haven't you shown with the latest RNS that you know this is a, a decent size, uh, not 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 a, a exploration company anymore, but a production company. The the big, I suppose, with the cynics, it was that you would just remain a, an exploration company. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, um, there are, as you say, there are. I hope that there are more people who love us than don't like us. But um, you know, uh, all I can do is uh, you know do the work that's necessary and put out the results which uh, you know uh, are continue to be positive i think um you know this is this is very real uh it's not conceptual it's uh you know we have we've we, we've had in fact people have seen the tankers coming out of the, the site every day going down to uh, hamble and you know the oil going to uh, eventually for the oil refinery I think um, you know it makes us. It makes us. A, a, we've always been a real company, but it makes us a solid, commercially viable company for for the foreseeable future. Just from the Portland alone, um, I think the um, I, I mentioned value. I think um, a lot of people perhaps don't understand. You know what 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 do we mean by the asset value of an oil and gas field? And that basically, sort of fundamentally, is uh, is, a, is a product of how much oil can you get out uh, to the surface, and you know how quickly you can get it out, uh, and you know what 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 can you sell it for, and how much does it cost you? And I think these uh, these tests at Horse Hill, for the first time, actually give us the metrics in terms of uh, we know. How much a well uh, can produce initially? How much it can sustain, and over how long a period it can uh, it can sustain it, and what sort of volumes of oil will it get out? And from that, you can calculate basically the cash flow that's expected over the life of the field. And, and what we do is we call it a discounted cash flow, which basically uh, looks at the uh, the cash flow in terms of um, the value of the entire production flow over time, but what is the value today? So it's the time takes into account the time value of money, and that gives us what we call a net present value. Uh, and when we calculate that at seventy dollars a barrel, uh, we get some very healthy numbers. We basically see um, fifteen to eighteen pounds per barrel in the ground that we can get out of value. So um, when you look at the, uh, the Portland, uh, we've got about 30 million barrels of oil in place. The well tests show that uh, we will need about three wells, each recovering about 30% of the, the contacted oil that they see, uh, and that's about 10 million per well. So if you look at the three wells, that's about 10, 10 to 12 million barrels of oil that we can get out of the ground. So times, you know, 15 to 18, that's, you know, 150 to 200 million quids worth of value in the Portland alone. Let's not forget that the, the Portland, with that the sort of rates that we've been seeing, 
probably will will become the UK onshore's number two producing field in terms of barrels per day after which farm. And then there's the Kimmeridge. Now, what we've shown, I think, is, uh, you know, we're still working on it, but the, uh, the, the NPV, the net present value per barrel that we see in the Kimmeridge is about the same as the Portland. So for each Kimmeridge well, you're looking at, you know, about 15 to 20 million quids worth of value for each well. And we're thinking of putting multiple wells on each pad. But I think I think Horse Hill, you know, is just one pad, and I think you know the the, the data to date shows again that uh, you know our concept of this continuous oil deposit being laterally extensive across the wheel mean, means that we can replicate Horse Hill in in many sites across that area. So each of those sites has got the same sort of value, you know potentially 100 million quid um, if we, you know, we keep at $70 oil and, you know, we get a million barrels per, per uh, well. So that, that's, a, that's a big chunk of change. And then, of course, you know, we have other assets. And I guess I haven't said much about um, our Isle of Wight asset, the, the Ariton oil discovery. That's very much an analogue to the Horse Hill Portland, yet it actually has... Um, 127 million barrels of oil in place. That's four times the oil in place of uh, Horse Hill. So potentially we're looking at four times the uh, the recoverable volume there. So again, you know, that's that looks at uh, you know that's a big potential chunk of value um, if we get that working. So that's you're, say, you're saying that basically on the scale of things, you may not be even more than halfway there in terms of your journey, I mean, in terms of the exploration. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I think, you know, the, 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 the train has, you know, pretty much just left the station. I think, you know, the, the, the journey is, um, is very much going to be uh, in uh, 2019 when we put uh, Horse Hill onto production and we do plan to, to keep the well producing even while we drill other wells. So it's not like we're going to shut up uh, production now and come back at the end of 2019. We will be producing oil and we will be producing uh, money. So I think um, we also have these very other, you know, other two other very uh, exciting high impact projects, which can, you know, add significantly more value than, than even Horse Hill has. So I think, yeah, we're, um, you know, the train really has just left the station and I think it's got a very... Um, exciting destination in mind and um, will production increasingly be used to, to fund exploration is that the way the things are going to work um well i i think it you know it doesn't take you too many wells at you know 20 million quid sort of gross sales to um start uh, building a piggy bank up that means you can drill wells you know without having to go to the market now um you know fortunately the wells that we need to drill aren't super expensive. Uh, the next well, for instance, in the Portland, which is sort of slightly cheaper than the Kimbridge, but not much, is about uh, three million pounds. So it's not, it's not, you know, a huge amount of money by, you know, oil and gas standards. And that, that's what makes these projects very robust. We get uh, good cash flows, but the actual sort of capital expenditures are quite, quite modest. On that note, Steve Sanderson, the Chief Executive at UK Oil & Gas, thank you very much indeed for talking to ShareTalk. Thanks very much, Zach. 
Thank you for listening. Remember to visit our website for more news and other podcasts at www.share-talk.com.